When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Friday. I hope the week treated you beautifully. I'm looking up. Things are looking up over here because we finally got our housing assignment for the summer which if you have been listening for a while, you know that this has been like months in progress of me every day being like, I don't know where I'm going to live two months from now. I don't know where I'm going to live a month from now. I don't know where I'm going to live. And now we're down to like three days from now. And I finally know where I'm going to live. Now, do I know if I have roommates? No, I don't know that. But I do know where I live. And that, that's better than nothing, you know? So excited about that. And that means today is my last day of like working in my office for the summer, which is a wild. I'm gonna pack up everything tomorrow and on Saturday, and then we head out on Sunday, which is I unbelievable, honestly. We were looking at it and I'm gonna be back and forth so much that I don't even know if it's gonna feel like we moved. <laughs> like I think I'm being really dramatic. <laughs> Because I just, I have to make so many trips back. But you know what? That's okay. But it is what it is. So today, for today's episode, I am answering a question texted into the podcast phone line. And as a reminder, if you have questions you want answered through the podcast phone line, you can text those in to 828-338-9127. But for today's question, they asked... Where they said, hi, I had a thought. Would the types consider to have a happy and fulfilling workplace? Not choose a career advice, but more what needs and values do you have that need to be met to make any job work? So I love this question because I'm actually really passionate about this topic and regularly teach trainings on this at workplaces and corporations. And I really truly believe the impact of bringing the Enneagram into the workplace can be significant. I also love the question, what do we need to do in order to make any career work? So I'm going to touch on this lightly for each type, but if you want to go deeper and you want an Enneagram workshop at your workplace, let this be my shameless plug to bring me in. You just email me at contact at enneagramandcoffee.com. Okay, I'm going to group these by conflict style, not for any particular reason, but just because I like grouping things by three. I think that's a fun way to organize these. So we're going to start with the positive outlook types, two, seven, and nine. So as a reminder, when faced with troubles, these types look for the bright side. They pull out optimism and a positive outlook. So type twos, they tend to prefer human-facing activities, like things that engage them with another person. They like that immediate feedback and interaction, but this is only true if they aren't afraid that they're letting you down when they do it. So let's say they're a counselor or a therapist or a coach and they feel like, okay, I love the human facing side, but I have so much computer work to do and I'm constantly being told like the amount of computer work that I'm doing is not enough, then the human time all of a sudden becomes a burden 
But if that's not the case, if the majority of their work gets to be human facing, that's really high priority. Now, if they have an office job or a job that requires them to be on a computer, and I'm not speaking for all twos, I do know some twos actually genuinely like that side of working, but if that's the case, then having some sort of social environment where people are community, like you're building community, you're getting to interact, you're having fun together, you're building kind of like that family environment. And additionally, choose desire to be appreciated. So if they're doing a lot of work for you and you're not saying thank you, you're not giving credit where credit is due, that's gonna create a lot of frustration in your direction. Type sevens value freedom and flexibility in their schedule. They value change of environment and task. They don't wanna be limited or pinned down or relegated to one specific role doing the same thing every day. The other thing here is that sevens like to equalize authority. So if you're their boss, they may act like your peers. If you're under them, they may bring you up to be on the same level as them. They like to be like on an even playing field, no hierarchy. And then we have type nines. These types like clear and precise training, like exactly what needs to be done and when it needs to be done and how it needs to be done. Additionally, they really value a conflict-free environment, like a really chill atmosphere. They don't want a lot of conflict. They don't want a lot of like high stress, high deadline, just really clear expectations and they can go in and do their job every day. Now we're moving on to our reactive types. That's types four, six, and eight. And they respond to troubles with anxiety or anger. We have type fours. They typically want their career to line up with their identity, right? So they want their career to portray how they see themselves. So in a work environment though, they also value authenticity and authenticity of emotion. Like if we have to like leave home at home and work at work, that can be really complicated because they want to talk about their feelings. They want to be honest. Another thing we don't talk about with fours a lot is that they are often cycle breakers. They're the ones who say, like kind of hold that mirror up to us and say, hey, this is what's happening here. And so they need an environment that values that skill instead of rejecting that skill. Type six seeks stability. So stability, support, having consistency and reliability. But in a work environment, they also want accountability for authority. They want to make sure that the authority figures are people that they respect and admire. And I've had sixes say, I don't want to be the boss, but I want to hire the boss. Like they want that security and safety of working in the, in the middle kind of, right? But they want to know that the person that is in charge of them is someone that they admire and respect. And then we have type eight. They want a fair work environment for everyone, right? No oppression. They want everybody to have what they need to thrive. And in a work environment, they need also to respect the leadership. Like if they're looking around and they see a weak leadership, they're gonna step in and take on that role. So they either need that leadership or they get to be that leadership. They also need to believe in the vision of the leadership. Like, do I think your ideas are good? Do I think that like, do I wanna put all of this force that I have available to me behind your mission? And whether that mission is invalid or like, um, oppressive to others like that's going to disqualify them if the mission seems weak if it seems like it's not going to work that will all discourage an eight from really championing you but like you want the eight on your side right like you want them fighting for you advocating for you pushing your agenda forward because there's so much tremendous amount of like 
effort and force that can happen when that's the case, like in a positive way. And so, um, yeah, so you need to make sure that that eight is like on board with your mission and that you, you and the eight have a relationship where they respect you. All right, for the competency types, types one, five, and three, when troubles arise, they focus on control and competence. So for type ones, they want the work environment to be a, a situation where everyone's doing their part. They're so used to being that person in the group project who's like the only one who did the work and then everybody else gets the credit. That's how it can feel in adulthood as well. Or even that sense of like, am I the only adult in this room? And so with our ones, what you really want to do is make sure that they're not the only ones pulling their weight and that you're really paying attention to, you know, doing your part. Additionally, they want to work toward the common good, right? Type ones are morally driven. They're ethically driven. Um, they have a strong sense of integrity. They, ex they admire people who have a strong sense of integrity. So um, if the company is in integrity, that's going to create much more um, satisfaction in their type one employees. All right, type three. Type threes want upward mobility. If they feel like they're reaching a dead end or like there's not a trajectory for them, they can get really demotivated. They also seek uninterrupted time to work. Type threes are relatively social, right? But they also need time to just put their heads down and get the job done. And so if you can give them kind of a balance between those things, that can really benefit them. But the thing that's gonna demotivate them the most is seeing no future for themselves there, not seeing growth or upward, upward trajectory, upward momentum. All right, finally, our type fives. Our type fives seek innovation, creative problem solving. They really like doing things in ways that have never been done before. And so they're gonna really admire a workplace that's innovative and on the cutting edge. And then they seek a place to work on projects away from the front lines. In fact, I, I firmly believe that fives are the most productive type when given the space to be away from others and just focus on the task at hand, especially if it's a task that they are passionate about. Giving them that space, you're going to get magic out of your five. So I hope that this was a helpful place to start. And as always, if you have questions you want answered, you can text them in to 828-338-9127. This is also a good number to text if you have episode requests that you would like for me to do. And as always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. And I will see you Monday for the next one. Mm -hmm.